morning. It's Thursday, February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Not Groundhog's Day. No one says Groundhog's Day because wouldn't, wouldn't that be so embarrassing if someone thought that and then once a year remembers that it's just singular? Hey, uh, it's also National Tater Tot Day. So let's, that's great. And now the news. Let's start with an update on the Tyree Nichols murder, because yesterday we learned that four out of the five cops charged with Tyree's murder had prior violations with the department. Violations that, in some cases, meant suspension. And yet they still got to be put on this elite force. And these were violations for things like failure to report when they used physical force, failure to report a domestic dispute, or for damages sustained to their squad cruisers. Failure to report when they used physical force. Say it with me, it's not just bad apples, it's rotten roots. Defund the tree. Wednesday was Tyree's funeral, where Reverend Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy, Veep Harris spoke, and most importantly, his family stood up and demanded change. Let's do that. It is factually the least we can do. So as a reminder, I record these episodes a day early. The story I'm going to tell you about happened on the first day of Black History Month. After heavy criticism from Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis of the I once put an N95 mask on sideways, and that's really hard to do, but not for me, because I am many terrible things, but I am also, and I cannot stress this enough, not a smart man. DeSantis's, the Florida College Board officially stripped most of its curriculum in their AP African American Studies class. This includes eliminating the names of black writers and scholars that are traditionally associated with things like critical race theory, the queer experience, and black feminism. Also out? Politics, of course. The AP class literally doesn't include the Black Lives Matter movement. So, you know, kids can have their AP African American class, just none of the actual African American studies. Florida's the first, but it will not be the last. So you better believe we're going to be following this story because this is just unacceptable. But also, please tell me you're not surprised. Please tell me you've been paying attention because we're going to need to keep paying a whole lot of attention. Though they warn that further rate increases are warranted, the Fed's raised interest rates today by a much less aggressive quarter of a point. So economy solved? Well, the Republican-led House is doing exactly how we expected it to be doing, unfortunately. Starting with, on Wednesday, the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees announced their first investigations into the Biden administration and Democrats. Because this is what we should be doing, investigating our political enemies. And yet, no, I know, we already do this already, but we shouldn't be doing it. It doesn't make it right that it's already being done. We shouldn't continue to do it. It's all bad, no matter who does it. So first, the Judiciary Committee will look into the so-called Biden border crisis. And isn't that just great? Let's not look into how we can actually fix the problem, Let's just look at how to best point fingies as someone we don't like. On the oversight side, they'll be looking into pandemic relief bills. They're worried about all the fraud, including fraud related to the PPP loans. So this should be interesting since 13 Republican members of Congress got their little grub hands on PPP loans of their own. But uh, I'm sure that's not the fraud they're worried about. They'll also look into just like the general existence of the Bidens. And of course, we already know they are looking into the Department of Justice. James Comer is the chair of the Oversight Committee, while the chair of the Judiciary Committee is Jim Jordan. As a reminder, Jim Jordan knowingly turned a blind eye to college athletes coming to him about sexual abuse at the hands of the team doctor. 
that's not a part of the story, but it should be included in any story that talks about Jim Jordan. And speaking of the judiciary and guys who need to be properly investigated for the parts they played in sex crimes, Matt Gates. Also on Wednesday, Matt Gates introduced an amendment in the committee that they would start each meeting by saying the Pledge of Allegiance. As a reminder, the House starts each morning with a pledge anyway. So this is just nothing other than committing to his very weird brand of nationalism described as patriotism. Anyway, Matt Gates wants to do this regardless of the fact that they already say pledge in the morning, and he also wants to do it round robin style so everyone gets a chance to lead the pledge. Matt Gates is a terrible person under investigation for sex trafficking minor. Again, not part of this story, but again, let's never forget. Uh, anyway, he is a terrible person, but also, as this story proves, a loser. So he introduces this amendment. Then Democrat David Sicilian responds with, hey, that's fine. Here's a thought. How about there's a provision that says that the pledge can't be led by anyone who supported the insurrection? Seems fine. I don't know why anyone would have a problem with that. Oh, wait, just kidding. Sorry, Matt Gates exists. He seems fine with the pledge being led by insurrectionists, probably because he's going to lead it. Anyway, um, he he backed up against the provision that the pledge can't be led by anyone who supports the insurrection. And then not only that, he posted the genuinely heated back and forth about this on Twitter because he thinks it makes him look good. Matt, Maddie, Maddie G, go away. Uh, and finally, this week on Monday, George Santos stepped down from his House committee assignments after a meeting with Kevin McCarthy. Santos claims that this was his own decision. There are no further updates on this. The House remains sloppy, and I look forward to doing everything I can in my power to make sure we get it back in 2024. On Wednesday, FBI agents carried out a planned search of Biden's Delaware Beach home in search of more classified documents. They found nothing, nada, not even a favorite ice cream recipe. They did, however, take some materials and notes that appear to relate to his time as Veep. However, as a reminder, these documents were not marked as classified. The search was consensual, as were the last two searches, so no search warrants have been needed for any of this. And finally, because it is a day that ends in Y here in America, a D.C. Metro employee was killed on Wednesday after he attempted to stop a yet-to-be-identified shooter who was randomly targeting commuters. The Metro employee was killed, three others were injured, and the shooter has been taken into custody. Investigators are still working to find a motive. And once again, that will be the end of the story. Because even though these stories continue to happen over and over and over again, no one will do anything that will break the cycle. Metro employee died yesterday trying to prevent more gun deaths, and Republican lawmakers won't even pick up a pen to try and do the same. And that's it. That's the news. Let me tell you who I'm proud of. Well, first of all, tater tots. They could be anything. Cauliflower, potato, sweet potato. I guess that's really it. Oh, broccoli, I think, sometimes. Anyway, I think that's neat. Also, groundhogs. They have official jobs with hats and all, and I think that's really cute. But more than that, more than someone who has branded themselves so well that the world celebrates them when they work for just one day a year. And on that day, all they have to do is exist. Because you exist for 365 days a year and 366 on a leap year, but are worth celebrating on all of them. I'm proud of you.